All right, so there was a German king who besieged Weinsberg in 1140 AD. And he ordered all of the women from Weinsberg to flee. And he told them, hey, you guys could take, you guys could escape scot-free from my country, which he was taking over. And he said, but you could only take what you can carry on your back. And the women of Weinsberg, at least it's told, abandoned all their belongings and they carried their husbands on their backs all the way to the destination point. And supposedly this king kept his promise not to murder them. And so I thought that was a cool story. Very interesting. I, yep. I don't know where I heard that before, uh, before, but yeah. So you said they could take all their possessions or whatever they wanted, right? Yeah, he could, they could take whatever they wanted to safety, um, but they had to vacate, and it could only be what they could take on their backs. Yeah, so yeah, they carry your whole husband. Yeah, they carried their husbands the whole way. That's crazy. Yep. That's like one of those genie jokes where, you know, like, what do you wish for? You know, the last person wishes for the friends back or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's here's another good one. And this one made me laugh, too, because it's like, it's hilarious. Uh, set out. A, a woman's Fitbit watch displayed a spike at 2 a.m. And she realized that her boyfriend was cheating on her because she received a notification that he had burned 500 calories at 2 a.m. And I guess the uh, Fitbit watches, you can sync them together with, uh, like, your partner. You can see each other's stats. <laughs> so he fucked himself. Jeez. Hey. I know. Imagine he was wearing his Fitbit the whole time. Why would you wear your Fitbit the whole day? Like He wanted his steps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. But, yeah, so... How are you guys doing, man? Haven't talked to you guys since last week. Doing pretty yeah, good. Uh, short yeah. Week. yeah, it was a short week. It went by fast. Yeah. Work's been hectic as usual. Yeah. Uh, Ryan uh, from, uh, what did I name that? Uh, Ethnical Rap Music Podcast. Uh -huh. um, I, he invited me to this place. It's on Bear Valley. And it's called Not an Arcade. And it's this little corner area. It's kind of hard to see sometimes if you're going down Bear Valley. Um, and it's like a little Japanese-inspired um, arcade spot. Um, really? You know, they got a little yeah. pool table in there. Um, but all of the games that they have and um, all the food and drinks, it's like snacks and drinks, are all, I think it's Japanese-inspired or one of okay. the Asian cultures. Um, so it was super cool in there. Went in there first time. Um, mm -hmm. They hold a, a daily tournament in between 6 and 8 p.m. Yeah. And uh, it was a pool tournament. It was just a little game that we played, and I beat the shit out of everybody, and I won the tournament, and I got this little what? cool gold coin. Um, <laughs> and this gold yeah. coin, you could turn that in at the end of the year, and they do a raffle for a huge-ass TV or a PS5 or an Xbox. So that was pretty cool. Um, oh, that's dope. And then I got a gift card to uh, a restaurant. And the, oh, the right. owner was real cool. Um, I don't know how much I could say about this, but uh, he brought out a bottle of rice wine, and you know, a few of us took a shot. And you know, the guy's real cool. Yeah. 
rice wine. What? He's like, it's like flavored vodka. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, flavored vodka. <laughs> yeah, flavored vodka. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, dude. So, I don't know if you guys have seen the video of the all these people in China panicking because we launched a Budweiser blimp over there to, to China in retaliation for their balloon. Are you fucking with me? Yeah. It was oh. a video that I saw. I thought, I thought it was so good. <laughs> They're like, ah. Nora. <laughs> Nora. <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. Yeah, well, Sorry, I'm no, smoking. I was like, it's okay. Because yeah, I don't watch dude, the news, so. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I started uh, paying attention to some of the, some of the stuff recently, with all this fucking crazy shit that supposedly, they're shooting down or detecting. All of a sudden, I smell a distraction. I smell a huge fucking distraction there. And I'm not sure from what, but the whole thing. And especially the the stories as supposed valid information about what these objects are, because not all of them were spy balloons, right? But it it kind of felt like uh, like another war game scenario. Like you know how how the military will often kind of like test their ability to respond by not informing people that oh this is an exercise. And so they'll treat it, they'll treat it like a threat. And the reason why I say that is because there were two of these objects. I'm not sure if they were balloons, um, or drones or whatever, but they shot them down. And they were like, "Oh no, they they were they were benign. They called them benign objects in the sky that were intercepted." It just made me think of that. Benign, like. Like they were, they like they were friendly, like a benign tumor, you know, not not doing oh. anything wrong. Oh, a sky tumor. Yeah, a sky tumor. There you go. Oh, but they took like they took it out. Of, like that time that sky tumor flew across Ukraine and they shot it with a missile. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was a a baroon, but not for spray. <laughs> and not baroon, but not mine. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah. not my room. It, it's mine, but it's not mine. Yeah, somebody else but room. <laughs> yeah, because I know they they instantly came out with uh, you know, there was a uh, civilian based balloon and all this bullshit. Yeah. It's like, how do you supply a hot air balloon with enough fuel to make it across the ocean and into America, and just so happen to be on course with nuclear silos? Yeah. Just is a yeah. little weird. And then you got like this little solar panel satellite dish thing hanging from the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. It, it it's weird, man. Like it just made me think of so much stuff. Like um like first of all, why a fucking balloon? Like, aren't there drones that can fly at supersonic speed and all this crazy shit and then they send a fucking hot air balloon? I don't know if it was a hot air balloon. But yeah, that is the weirdest shit to me, too. Is like, You know, what the hell is that? If the Taliban can get a hold of fucking drones and drop grenades from them, the, the Chinese, the masters of Chineseium, can put yeah. all their harbor freight tools together 
and make the Harbor Freight drone. <laughs> Rifetime warranty. Yeah, Rifetime. No matter what. <laughs> Damn. It's so true, man. Like, what? Well, yeah. I just no, don't understand. No recall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No recall. It might not work the first time, but it was cheap. Made by Kia. Yeah. So that's odd. You know, and the the whole thing fucking stinks. And at the same time, there are these uh I don't know, like well I think it it's I'm counting three derailments. Maybe we're just paying attention to them. Maybe derailments have happen all the time, at least twice a week, all across the United States, and we just don't hear about it until now. But there's three derailments with hazardous material uh, across the United States. Yeah, I was on um, Facebook scrolling around, and I'm a part of a few Arizona news groups, and you know some Victorville ones. Yeah, um, a truck. On its way to Tucson or on the way from Tucson, one of the main highways there, oh, um, yeah. had uh-huh. vinyl vinyl chloride, I believe it was called. The and it truck was em- had that too? Emitting oh. this red aura of smoke, and it looked like a chemical fucking smoke. Like yeah. what radiation would look like in a video game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were telling like the entire town that was nearby to evacuate and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but, uh, on the derailments, there was one in Victorville probably two or three months ago now. It happened out by, um, National Trails Highway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real big bend in the, the curve there. And one thing led to another, but all the coal fucking coal trains, I'll call them, uh, tipped over and they were digging coal for a few weeks. Really, and then after that, one happened in like Pennsylvania. So I mean, it kind of happens when people start to notice it, but then people get tired of hearing about it. Like, oh well, it didn't kill anybody, so I don't want to hear about it. And then the news kind of leaves it alone. But it is kind of weird that all these crazy accidents are happening in America right now. You know, we're shooting balloons down in in a United States um, airspace with missiles. Um, and Canada's shooting shit out of the air. I don't even know they had missiles. I thought that was against the law or some shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alaska. Like, why would a, a balloon be in Alaska? It's a hot air balloon in Alaska. How is it in the air? It's like yeah. negative 20 there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it makes you wonder what what they actually are. And then... Yeah, and then second off, why balloons, and then why now of all of all times, and it's mi- it's mixed in with all this uh, other stuff too of uh, commercial pilots sighting um, UFOs, and that's interesting because UFOs tend to show up where there is concern being generated about like 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 if, if say if a community has a collective anxiety you'll you'll tend to have the occurrence not all the time of course but you this is typical of ufo sightings especially mass sightings you tend to have sightings of ufos during times like that and uh it's like the same thing that happened with the battle of los angeles uh it's what happens during military exercises 
It's just when, when your attention is focused on a certain kind of thing, it happens. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that like it's the same deal with volcanoes too. Like when volcanoes are erupting, they tend to show up. But imagine how many eyes are on the fucking volcano erupting, you know? That's generating a UFO sighting as well. But that I don't know. I don't know. It's just really interesting. I, I don't really have a theory about what's going on, but the whole thing is like uh it's pretty suspicious. Yeah, I need to research it. Um I was at work earlier and I happened to notice that uh there was a news outlet saying that Joe Biden was going to come clean about uh, UFO spotting or some shit. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of shit right now on Facebook and it, it makes, honestly, it makes me worried, dude. Like on Facebook and Instagram, there's all these ads uh, for news outlets and like all of this UFO stuff is coming up, you know, and um I don't know. Like you, you can't trust what's a ruse. You can't trust what's fabricated anymore. And then, especially when you get it from news sources, that makes things more suspicious. You know. Um. So I have a quote here from Biden. Uh huh. And I'll kind of go through this. Let me just make sure it's the trusted. Yeah, CBS News. Um. Uncle Joe's a robot. He said. Uh, so this is from Biden. Uh, we don't know yet exactly what these three objects were uh, but nothing right now suggests they were related to china's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from any other country the intelligent intelligence community's current assessment is that we is that three objects were mostly balloons tied to private companies recreation or research institutes studying weather or conducting other scientific research so I'll end with that quote and then that last sentence. Tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions. You couldn't tell me that if the University of California sent off a fucking balloon to study weather and here comes this F-18 fucking shroom, uh, Fox 1 and blows it the fuck up. Yeah. USC wouldn't be like, uh, Mr. Government, uh, why you blow up my balloon? What the heck? Yeah. And then yeah. know it was USC's balloon or yeah. any fucking company. Yeah. You would already know that. So yeah. for them to say they don't know about it is kind of weird. It is. It is. I really don't, don't, uh, I don't think they don't, they don't know. Well, I think they don't know much. I think that probably like the enthusiast community knows just about as much as the government at this point. <laughs> we don't have any evidence that there has been a sudden increase in the number of objects in the sky. We're now just seeing more of them, particularly because of the steps we've taken to increase our radars. And then he says, make no mistake. If any objects presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. Oh, I know. Whoa. Tough words from hey, calm down. Mr. Script. <laughs> yeah. Tough words for a dementia guy. All right. We got something to add then. Well, with that being said, and you said multiple balloons, right? That have been sighted? Yeah. And then uh, you, you just said to me that Uncle Joe said he'll take it down if he, uh, if he sees it, right? 
there was a, a lady they had on the news and uh they're like you know so what'd you see and she goes i heard a big boom and i ran outside and she goes there was all kinds of debris raining down she goes i didn't know what the hell was going on well they uh only showed her uh little interview like once or twice and that was on the regular news that wasn't even on uh, um youtube or nothing those i think i watched channel five so K ktla news and uh so she had a first account that something fucking blew up on her goddamn yard you know what i mean yeah so um with the china bloom being said um with all the news uh being scripted and filtered and uh, censored can you own your own uh little private uh news channel and if you're not uh funded by the government you're not, uh you're you're demonetized so i was thinking i didn't know how to call it like undercover or private news so say if you had your you could have your own youtube channel right and yeah. you could be a, a private reporter so my little news channel would be called uh you know um, you know like what the fuck news you know yeah what the fuck's going on? i, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think look at how hugo you know fucking hugo i shouldn't even give that fucker a shout out look how that fucking idiot uh does his private news he censors like he only publishes what he wants that's going on up here in the high desert yeah but what about like uh people that are actually there they're having a first account that'd be like the first person to interview versus like the cop or the fire you know marshal hey fire marshal what the hell is going on oh it's a close scene you can't we don't know what's going on but yeah. if you walk across the street and you interview the homeless guy you just go hey and this would be the slogan for our news it'd be like so what happened and you'd be like, oh man the whole fucking building exploded oh yeah what happened well there's these guys in the truck and all of a sudden Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? You know, and then what happened? Oh, then a bunch of little midgets ran out of the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, are you going to get that real story on the, on the news channel, let alone your Facebook news? Yeah. But if you just walk up literally into one of the neighborhood, you know, people like, Hey, you know what happened? Oh man. You never believe what happened. Oh yeah. Tell us your story. Yeah. Yeah. He... So there's a guy I watch on YouTube. Um, and I don't remember exactly what K&N, I think it's called. Um, he has his own little private media company and he has his own car and is outfitted with all the police radios and shit. And he listens in and tries to find crazy calls like a house on fire, a car crash, uh, pursuit. And, um, he will then drive to that area and try and catch, you know, all this stuff on, on camera. He can then turn around and take this recorded video and audio and, um, you know, possible interviews that he did. And he can sell it to um, KTLA 5, um, all the news channels, ABC 7, all that good shit out there in L.A. And he makes mm -hmm. money off of it. Um, so I would consider him one of the more big time people because he's been doing this for a long time and he's got employees and he's the known person. Um, a lot of these small guys, you know, that do this little city news like Hugo... They take after people like him. And when I see this Hugo fucking documentary shit compared to this guy, it's the same thing verbatim. You know, interviewing the cop, 
talking to the cop like he's your friend when really he's annoyed that you're there again. Um, yeah. Not interviewing the people that you should, like regular ass people sitting on the side of the road that James just talked about, the homeless dude that was like, yeah, there's these guys, and whole fucking truck exploded. They don't even know what happened. That's yeah. your story right there. Not the cop going, uh, well, we're still investigating it, so I don't really have that much information. Yeah. I'm doing a five minute Facebook live stream. Nobody that nobody watches. Yeah. Hey, is that is that Jake? Jacob, you there? Yep. Awesome. All right, guys, this is my friend Jake. He's a pirate, if you can't tell. Hey, Jake. Har. <laughs> my face on Jack Sparrow. Funny shit. Yeah. Uh, well, but... I'll introduce myself. My name is Tim. Uh, I just drink and uh, record my voice. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hi, I'm then, Jay. Uh... James is a pothead. He just he just smokes. Sometimes he drinks. And uh, lately, uh, um, yeah, I'm gonna try a chocolate bar on the next episode, guys. Nice. Uh, we have fuckhead cats. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about them. They haven't been they haven't been uh, intruding lately, huh? Vocal. Yeah, he's at the door right oh, now. Oh, there he is. I hear him. <laughs> he's like, you call my name? Shithead cat. Nice. He's like, what'd you call me? You bastard. <laughs> and yeah, on my cat uh, last night, uh, it's the, I call her Coco. She's a calico cat. <laughs> and she's attached to my hip. So when I get home at night, she instantly starts following me around. I come in my room. She jumps up on my desk. And then if I sit down, she's got to sit on my lap. Or if I lay down, she's got to sit on my fucking chest. <laughs> Well, she was on Zoomies last night, knocking over every cup possible, fucking tearing up the blinds. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Hell yeah. She was, she was being a hog cranker last night. I know. Nice. Yeah, uh, Jake is the um, Jake is the guy I was telling you guys about. He he started his... Uh, what what would you call it, Jake? Just like a podcast or a series, a review series on uh, OnlyFans pages. Podcast ranker, reviewer, exposer. Exposer. <laughs> exposer. You expose us, ladies. Put thousands of hours and thousands of dollars into it. Why are you so against these hoes? Why what? Are you against the hose or like what's up? Or are you just ranking? No, well, so some of them they rip you off. I'm gonna expose those ones, well, and then the ones that give you your money's worth, I'll let you know that they're worth it and they deserve your money. Well, okay. How much people pay for that shit? Everyone's different. Most? Well, the most some are a rip off. It's fifty a month. And then about 50 to 100 for a two-minute clip. Those are like the more expensive, they're wasting your time ones. And then there's some that are just like, here, subscribe. It's free. Everything's free. It's like, thank you. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The uh, 
uh, J Jake also um, invited me to that convention, and that was my first like exposure to stuff like that. And yeah, man, that's, those girls are scuzzy, man. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. All of our our listeners uh, out there, if, if you're an OnlyFans creator, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> Shoot me your name. I'll, re I'll rank you. Yep. Yep. Oh, was but, this the uh, the OnlyFans guy? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. He was telling me that that's what you do. You rank the OnlyFans. That shit's crazy. Yeah, such a good concept. It is. So hilarious. Is there more um is there more women doing the uh only fans versus is guys? Um, just as much money as being a hoe as there is being a rent boy? No, you'll make way more money as a hoe than a rent boy. And the ratio probably two hundred to one, two hundred women to one man. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to see men, man. Men, men would, don't look good on screen. All right. I would totally like bang my dick on a, like a fucking cantaloupe for like fifty bucks. Like, you know, someone was willing to pay for it. Oh, dude, so, you know, it'll sell somewhere, man. There's actually, um, there's I I don't watch him, but like someone's <laughs> post, someone's uh, like there's an Instagram model that posted him. There's like an old naked guy. He just walks around his house chores naked. He's called like Naked Dag or something like that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? And it's on Instagram. <laughs> mowing the lawn naked. Uh, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like that's interesting because there's like there's nudist colonies that that's like the regular everyday life, you know. Yeah. But. I don't know. I always wondered about that too. My my friend used to live in one and uh he was like, Yeah, it's just regular shit, you know. Everybody's you know, if they choose to walk around like that naked, then they do. And it's no big deal. But if you don't, it's also no big deal. But the whole community is oriented towards, you know, making you comfortable to do whatever you want to do in terms of clothing. And I could I could see the appeal of that. Especially because it feels so awesome to be like in the sunshine. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting that, that people would, would take that state of nature and like it would become such a such an obsession for some people that they would pay naked dad to, you know, let them look at him mowing the lawn and stuff. Like me personally, if you're seeing me naked, it's because we're having sex. So that's the only, <laughs> only reason. Oh no, man! If I if I see you naked, Jake, I'm running because I know something's oh. going wrong. You'll never see me naked. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. trying to smoke. You guys are telling jokes. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so so back to the um back to the spills and stuff. So I, I, I was trying to learn a little bit about the uh about the compounds that got spilled. And like uh Tim you said that there was like that, that weird glow. And 
I guess the reason why is because that uh, that compound has not been plasticized yet, right? So it's it's like a component for PVC for plastics of all varieties. Um, it has a boiling point of eight degrees Fahrenheit, I think, and so it just starts to it starts to boil, and it evaporates. But the the reason why it's so problematic and the reason why like so many people are kind of well more people as they learn about it are uh up in arms because when it meets uh vapor in the atmosphere when it binds to water it becomes i think it's hydrochloric acid and that explains a lot of the uh a lot of the animals that have died, like uh, in in Ohio, the river, the waterways that were contaminated, like immediately with this stuff, right away, there was like a shit ton of fish that died and frogs and all kinds of stuff. And people were observing that all through the town. And then people saw, people saw dogs, cats, foxes, and deer. They're they're dying too, and like well well, outside of the radius that the EPA and the local officials over there, especially in Ohio, told them was safe, right? So essentially this stuff just happened, what, like last week or earlier this week? And they told them, oh, hey, like, it's okay to go home. Like, I think it was like 24 hours or 48 hours. I can't remember exactly what it was after the event. And people were seeing all this crazy shit. And now they're getting worried. But that just goes to show you, like, you wonder why we don't trust the government. You wonder why we don't trust the, even, like, especially news outlets. Because new, the, the local government, they just listen to whoever they want to listen to. And real science takes time. And it takes a little bit more patience and comprehension to get the message across and to understand what's happening. I'll tell you something willing... real simple. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If it got in the water and it's a river... And it's real long. Water moves constantly. Uh -huh. You can't just say, oh, it's going to stop right here and just not move anymore. No, it's going <laughs> to go to the end of the river. Tim knows rivers. Yeah. Yeah, I know rivers. <laughs> I know EPA, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. you got to be a little bit smarter. Like, hmm. These waves in the water show that the water is moving. Sean, that chemical you described or Tim described, uh -huh. that's a, they call those forever chemicals, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. And they, while well, they do evaporate and they become hydrochloric acid on contact with water, I think there's always like some, I think there, there might have been some other uh, chemical that results uh, with its contact with soil, but I can't remember exactly what that was. Still learning more about it. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was the train wreck, right? Just that so was that we know. The, that was the train wreck and the truck wreck, too, that, that Tim was talking about. Oh, okay. I know you guys were talking a couple things. Uh, and you guys think that it's linked to the, the China balloon? I, I suspect it is. It's just coincidental, you know. 
Like, I feel like the whole thing is a giant distraction. And that's why we should all just watch Jake's podcast, because fuck it. I've seen this documentary, and it linked that there is a virus on all logic boards. So anything uh-huh. that's controlled by... I don't know how you would just describe what a logic board is to uh, the general public. A logic board, like on a computer? Yeah, so anything that's com- controlled by automation, um, not just automation, but uh, because a logic board uh, is, is a controller, is a is a microcomputer, right? Is it is that what they call them? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so there's a logic logic board that makes a machine that does any type of function. So it could be uh, anything from, uh, we'll just say, a, a pump, whether the pump pump pumps natural gas, petroleum, water. Uh, you know, any type of utility, all utilities and industries all use these uh, logic boards or these microcomputers in, in some sort of uh, way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even your automatic uh, gate opener has a has a, a small, small a logic board or a little microcomputer, okay. not a microchip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like when you walk out there and you click your uh, your remote, and it tells the automatic gate opener to work, right? Mm-hmm. There's, whether it's a computer board or, or logic board, they say that they put a virus in everything so that they could put a uh, obsolescence in it. So if they want your industry to go down, and uh, they've been trying to unprogram this virus out of modern day logic boards, so. How you know they'll just say one well, one day, hello, your machine not work. Mm-hmm. You no pump for you. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, that planned obsolescence. I think that's so true with phones. I mean, you could just tell, like at Apple. I think Apple got caught with that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where like if you don't upgrade for some reason to the next uh, operating system that your phone will start malfunctioning as a result of like programming that they inst- I guess like like the malfunctions are triggered by the fact that you're refusing to update your device and still using it that's interesting I've had that happen on the phone with Verizon man they played me hard to man they fucked me hard that's all I could say damn I think it was it. I don't know. I can see. I told them they're like, "Oh well, you're not close enough to a tower." I said, "Which one?" I said, "I guess like I could literally see three, four uh, towers from my apartment, my apartment lot." They want you to get real close so that it can fry you a little bit, and then you'll forget about the whole thing. Well, the the funny thing was they told me one day is uh, that their excuse was. Well, we send a truck to your house. So what the fuck do you mean you send a truck to your house? Oh yeah, well we we sent a truck and they measured your uh, cell cell signal strength or whatever, mm. and uh, you know everything's good. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I go, I never even saw a fucking truck come to the house. Oh, well, he was there. 
was funny. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it's not funny. I mean, yeah. You know, ha ha ha! I'm so stupid, you know. Yeah. They could just say that. I mean, is Verizon owned by Chinese? Chinese, Chinese, China, China, China. Who knows, dude? Wouldn't make sense why it's so fucking expensive. Yeah. I know T-Mobile is owned by a, an American guy, but uh, you know who knows what the uh, race of their shareholders are. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I want to give me a. I was gonna say I want to give me a Rhino Reynolds phone. It's supposed to be cheap, right? Oh yeah, Mint Mobile. Yep. Is that what that is? Mint Mobile. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, because it's like it's all the same. It's all the same shit. You know, and then with, with uh, ever since they started bringing all these towers online too, because da- down here in the in the IE, there's relatively few dead spots. But uh, I work I work with Jake, and um, like where we work, that was a dead zone until they turned on this fake uh, pine tree, on the <laughs> and now it's like fucking awesome. You know, better signal than I have in my own house. Interesting. Yeah, they're they're activating the shit out of all these things that they were building all across uh, this area of Southern California about like two years ago. Uh, me and that dude Matt that I had on as a guest earlier. Uh, that's why we got all up in arms about the towers and then uh, put all those signs all over town trying to warn people about, you know, if you can't avoid them, stay away from them. It's kind of impossible to stay away from them, though, when they put them in schools and churches and libraries and city hall and all that shit. Very weird. I wonder what the death rate of is the uh, people that put them up. That'd be really interesting. That'd be really interesting metrics. I know there's a there's a super high death rate for those dudes that climb those really really high uh, comm towers. You know the ones that have like the red blinking lights. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like even when you apply for the job on their job page, because of course I looked into it like I'm not afraid of heights at all. So I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, a rock climb. Maybe I could just do that for my living. Just climb a really tall thing. But on the Web page, it scared me away because it was like in memory of the fallen. And then you could look on their Web page at the numbers of the people that die. It's like, fuck, dude, like it is a pretty good chance that you're going to die doing this stupid ass job that doesn't pay that much more than a regular job. Is it like the hunger games where it plays music and it shows you the fallen? Um, no, no, they didn't have a nice video. They just had some text and a online memorial. I mean, like while you're climbing the tower, it's like, no, 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 no. And they show you a, like a reel of everyone that's fallen. Like, oh yeah, uh, I guess like so. an action video game, and you're you're in the middle of a uh, insane fight, and it's like super hype music. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a projector screen. A, a cutscene? No, I think uh, I think there's no cutscene. You're just dead, and then your family gets a thousand dollars. Only. Yep. You should have bought the pyramid scheme life insurance. In a link to a random person's uh, OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. 
I wonder if there's I wonder if there's an unscrupulous OnlyFans hoe that like made some guy sign her into his will, you know, for when he dies. Bet you there is. Like that was all this one dude had to offer. He couldn't afford anymore. And he's like, Well, I have a will. You can have my house when I die. <laughs> She already made the video. It's no extra work. Honestly, I'm. That doesn't seem far fetched. That some old dude's probably like, I've already given you all my money. Now uh-huh. I'm gonna give you my car when I die, my house. She's like, yep. yeah, just give it to me all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know if you guys ever had a deal with a will or people ready to snatch money after like a, a relative dies the shit ain't no joke yeah it's really that's that's such a sad thing to see families deteriorated because of potential inheritance yeah a lot of people are fucking cold-blooded too man they'll just go in and like not even go through their shit you know they'll just be like oh, sell everything fucking burn everything trash it sell, selling the house that's how uh i won't name the company or the person but the uh owner of my second job uh-huh. uh his mom died and uh it was either his mom or his dad died first and left the other half all the money and all the houses and everything well they all the kids thought it was going to go to them instead of the mom well you know that's not how it works so then the mom got sick recently like a month ago and died and so now the owner was like well it's kind of fucked up to say but you know i was tired of of giving them all my attention and i had to skip out on seven vacations and all this bullshit well Happy they're gone. And I'm like, wow, you're fucked up in the head. Well, he's just been waiting for all the money to come in so he can move out of town. Interesting. I'm sure his life's not going to get much better. Yeah. No. Do you guys guys believe in in reincarnation? I don't know. How about Jake? Jake is our star. Ask, ask Jake. Yeah. Uh, most likely. I, I mean, personally, no. But if it's real, then that's pretty awesome. Well, what do you want to come back? Do you want to come back as like a bicycle seed or like a caterpillar? Hummingbird? Uh, a feeder mouse? A pika? Like a modern day Alexander. <laughs> pika, pika. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you want I, to come back? I'd like, I'd like to come back as a modern day Alexander the Great. Just start conquering everybody, and then die again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Just burn, burn, burn out in a ball of flames. Yeah, be pretty cool. Yep. That's so funny. Like the uh, 
the the conquerors the conquests and all that stuff it's like yeah you're, you're king for a while you're king for a while and i guess you change things if you murder a bunch of people strategically you know good for you but i don't know i don't know about that i don't know about that path jake i could see you doing it though oh yeah you can have all the corn dogs you can fucking eat forever <laughs> no consequences Have you caught on to my Yegi strategy at work? The, the oh the the Yeti strategy, like you giving you giving people Yeti cups. Yeah, do you, do you want to explain it? I don't even know. I don't even know your logic there. I, all I know is I received a Yeti cup, and I was grateful, and so... I felt like I felt like it's a symbol of our kinship. So at work, do you guys know what uh, the brand Yeti is? They make coolers and cups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, popular. So they have dog dishes. I think it's fucking ignorant that people have dog dishes. Oh wow! Yeah, I think the dog dish is like two hundred bucks, and I'll never get that. Shut the fuck up! That's fucking seriously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nothing special, oh, yeah. just a blanket. <laughs> well, in the beginning, at this job, because I've been there over a year now, I gave Sean and a handful of the other guys that were helping me a lot a Yegi mug. Because they were helping me. And then, after that, everybody started asking me, hey, how do I get one of those? I'm like, all you got to do is you got to help me. You got to train me. It's going to help me. And then you'll get one. So little by little, more and more people became more and more helpful towards me. <laughs> All I had to do is buy them a really nice mug. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, they're giving me help and knowledge in life. Yeah. And the See? guy I worked out by side with, his name was Alex. That that guy just kept asking for one, but he had nothing to offer me. I'm like, you know, you got to help me at least. At least to hold your own weight. And he could not do that, so he never got one. Yeah. Like, just does be helpful. Alex, does Alex feel left out? Yeah, he does. But then he, he got to the point where he's just like, hey, I, I'm getting close, right? You should just get me one. I'm like, no, you're not going to tell me. You could just buy you something. <laughs> He doesn't have nothing to give you, no knowledge, or what's up? Um, no, well, we're pretty sure he just kind of faked what he knows. He needs probably more help than I do. But, like, when there's tires that need to be changed, he'll do everything he can to get me to do the tires instead. And I'm like, at least hold your own weight, that's it. That's all you gotta do, and you'll earn one. He could not even do that. Is he out of shape or something? Oh, yeah, he's fat. He's uh, what Sean would call Jabba the Hutt. Oh, that's messed up. I never call him Jabba the Hutt. That's fucked up. That's funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be reserved and not laugh at him. Um, Is there a reason why he is the way he is, or is it just pure millennialness? Um... Well, I recently came across his Facebook. 
And it looks like he was thin, and then he married a fat girl, and then he became fat. Marrying fat girls. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Might be a connection there. All right. Well, I don't feel bad for him then. Fuck that guy. If he just wants to. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. You know what we call guys like him? Jabba the uh, Jabba the fucks or whatever you want to call him. Uh huh. Oh, let me let me take a deep breath. We call them sad, sorry sacks of shit. Oh. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I mean, like you have to be honest that there are people like that in this life. You know. I, I see them all the time, and they drive Nissan Leafs, and uh, they do all kinds of fucked shit. Yeah, the fat ones always time. drive the smallest cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Sean, I don't, I don't know if you remember if I did ask you when to, I don't want to say when I was training you or when I was showing you, like, you know, how we how we did our, our ways there. I don't yeah, know if I had asked you. I go, did I ever ask you if you had any uh, personal restrictions or any handicaps that would uh, – I don't know if I casually asked you. I think it may have – maybe like my spill wind. You know, I'm not going to ask you to do something if you uh, if you really physically can't do it. I'm not going to put you in a situation. No. you. The only thing that I remember you asking me was if I was afraid of heights, and that's when you put me on the fucking forklift and sent me into the roof. Oh, that's funny shit. Yeah. That's how we train the, was... uh, the new people at AutoZone. For oh, yeah. We'd throw them on the stock picker and just be like, all right, you know, this is how you drive it. We're getting used to it. And then it's like, all right, go all the way to the roof. Uh-huh. And then shake it. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's fun, man. Scare the absolute living shit out of them. Um, That's crazy. You know what? Even if they gave me the fattest, stinkiest, sloppiest motherfucker uh, at work, skinniest, uh-huh. you know, fucking scrawniest, weakest motherfucker, I would give both either one of those guys a, a, a equal chance to the point where if you want to have work ethic, I don't care about your physical fit, fitness or your physical physical restriction. I guess that mm-hmm. would be a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, I'll help you all day long. If I know that you need help and uh, if you can't do things a certain way, I'll, I'll be there behind you 100%. But if I see you not uh, equally holding your uh, weight or whatever, you know, fuck you. Why Why should I help you or uh, cover you? That, that's another thing is or do your work. Mm-hmm. And if uh, and then guess what? You just won't ever ride in my truck or I won't. I just won't be in your work area. I'll never be there for you. But yeah. but if you're an equal person, you know, hell, I'll, I'll I'll do whatever it takes to help you. Yeah, it take it takes a lot to get you to that point too, James. What do you mean? Like, like you're you're pretty kind in that respect. Like you'll give people a lot of chances. At least that's my experience seeing you. Or uh, your uh, Jake's coworker, you know, no, no fix, Alex. Uh, you know, no offense, Alex, but you know, you gotta, you gotta try. Oh, he's not gonna try. Trust me. Last time I took vacation, one of the guys that works with us, his name's Richard. 
when I came back, he was like, man, it was it was so terrible without you. I was like, what happened? <laughs> so I, I fucking asked Alex, like, we have these uh, tablets. We just take pictures of the trucks. That's it. You just push a button, take a picture. And he's like, I, I asked him to take pictures while I'm doing everything. And he goes, oh, oh. He's like, it was too much for him. He couldn't take pictures. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, taking pictures does suck. You know, I don't like taking pictures. Yeah, but you're physically able to do it. <laughs> That's true. But tell me, how hard is it to take a picture of the truck? Oh, it's fucking hard, dude. You take your camera out and just First look off, at you it gotta... and <laughs> press yep. the button. I, I, I love, uh, like... Right now, I'm kind of ha well. I'm always car shopping. I'm always window shopping, but I love the the ads that you see when people take pictures of their cars, like in their driveway, and it looks like they're just walking the whole time with, like, while taking pictures, because every fucking every picture is fucking blurry as fuck, or it's like, or like the the guys that have like a, a 1999 Honda Civic, and they're trying to make it look as cool as possible, so they're getting like low to the ground. And you can't even see the car because it's such a weird angle. <laughs> it's more of a glamour shot. Yeah, it's, it's a glamour shot, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to take pictures, man. You got to You got to understand. He has like two hundred pictures on Facebook. Oh, that's true. He does. Well, set the set and setting matters a lot too, I guess. All right. If you had to, if you have to put one good attribute of, of your coworker, for every, you know, it's just like you know when you're out on a date with a woman, you know, it's uh, one compliment for every two insults. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Give give your coworker, both of you, <laughs> one one compliment each. Is he good at anything? Besides, like, uh, smuggling a, a, a stool, you know, up his ass. Uh, even, dude, you don't even know. <laughs> I got, oh I got. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I like to, well, I like to cook and bake. So I'll bring bake to goods to, to work, like brownies and cookies. You indulge his obesity, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Eat well, this, you fat fuck. <laughs> I, I know for a fact, if, if I fuck up those cookies, like I burn them or whatever, he's still going to eat them and be like, oh my god, these are <laughs> He will make me feel good about my fuck up. Mmm, chocolate. <laughs> Sometimes I be like, here, you want this food? And it's like, cookies that are all smushed and have been, you know, damp because they got rained on. And he'll still eat them. He'll be like, bro, they gave me cookies. <laughs> okay like all right my turn <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like along the same vein of of jake's uh depiction there i feel like like he is definitely able to keep his head high in in a certain way so maybe he has like this core of self-respect that like does not get damaged despite of what happens to him in his life and 
there were certain times where people were just shitting on him. I mean, like, like he kind of he kind of sucks, you know, at what he does, and you can't do anything about that. You can't be good at everything, right? And then if you're not a mechanic in a mechanic's line of work, or if you're never, you just like you have a hard time learning this shit, then you're gonna you're gonna suck. You're gonna flounder. But despite his limitations in regard to wrenching, he does keep at it in a certain way. Yeah, he might not be able to do everything. And he might take a lot of shit from everybody calling him, like, they don't call him, like, bad names. Like, it's not, like, abuse situation, you know, at work. No, we call him a simp. Yeah, yeah, but people call him simp. And, uh... Oh, boy, love simps. Yeah, yeah, simp. But he holds it it together. Like, he's a really positive dude overall. And... For the most part, he's pleasant when you're not talking about something in regards to um, capability in terms of the job. So there you go, Alex, if you listen to this, which you never will. That's true, because uh, like when his uh, wife beat, kicked his ass and uh, <laughs> kicked, him, kicked him out, like I was, I was trying to clock into work and he just came up to me, he's like, bro, my girl, man, she hit me. I was like, huh? He's like, she fucking hit me, bro. I tried to dodge her, and she got me with that left hook. I was like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, she knocked me down. And he's like, yeah, I had to move back in with my parents. Hey, if you want to hang out, you know, let me know, bro. I guess I'm single. But I'm like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> You're his newfound friend. Yeah, and I'm like, we we don't even get along. Like, wh- why would I hang out with you? What? But in his mind, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. See, see, he's he's an angel, really, is what it is. Like John Travolta. Yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of bullying going on in your workplace. There, there might be. I mean, reflecting on this, everything that's being said right now, I'm like, wow. It kind of kind of sucks. Kind of sucks to be Alex, but at the same time, he does do a lot of the shit to himself. You know, he really does. And uh, I try not to perpetuate it. For the most part, honestly, I, I, out of compassion for a fellow human being, I have to ignore him most of the time. And uh, when I don't have a choice to ignore him. It's kind. Like, I don't think I've said one mean thing to him. Like, like I don't know. I, I really don't think I've said anything mean to him at all, actually. What about that time you hit him with the RKO? No. No, that that never happened. He was out. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I've, I've been a person that, that couldn't uh, cut the cheese at work, too. You know, so maybe, maybe I feel a, a little bit more compassion to him, towards him, because that's happened to me. I think at least twice in my life where I was just like, "Damn, like I'm so incompetent right now." <laughs> it's a shitty feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was high all the time. I was just I was actually incompetent. I was like, "Damn, I I can't keep my head straight." <laughs> <laughs> 
in my early 20s i was just real scatterbrain i couldn't plan i couldn't keep to anybody else's plan which fucking sucked responsible yeah <laughs> kind of hard yeah yeah now now it's fine so jake have you always been a, a mechanic i've always been a what a mechanic a mechanic no Is that what you do? That's yeah, that's what I do, but it was more like like I before where we work at, I worked on the railroad for about five years. And I was supposed to be a mechanic. They taught me like the very bare minimum. And they were just like, Okay, just do this forever. We don't have time to show you anything, we don't have time to teach you. And the guys there, they would just sleep because I was a mobile mechanic. So we all took our own truck. So the other guys would just sleep. And the boss was like, yeah, they're too busy. And I'm like, what, like sleeping? And I was there for about five years. Barely learned anything. <laughs> See why all these fucking derailments happen, dude? Yeah. <laughs> they only got people named Jake working on their shit. <laughs> Yeah. And then before before that, I came from Walmart. I was at Walmart for about five years. I did like every position in the store. And I worked with the guy who, well, I, I, I knew his girlfriend, so I got him a job at Walmart. And after about a month, he quit because his friend who went to mechanic school got him in. And he, he was a veteran, so they'll just, that company, they'll just hire veterans. So they're like, we don't care if you don't know what you're doing. If you're a veteran, we're just going to hire you. So they hire him. And a year later, he got me in. And he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, they they know you and know what you're doing. It's all good, man. I told them you're a good worker. On day one, I realized, guys think I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, shit. But, like it, it kind of got to a point where they were like, "Yeah, we're just not going to teach you anything. Like you could fuck yourself because we don't want to deal with you." And I was nice to them, but they didn't care. That's just how that group of guys were. Yeah. How did you get into the CR England, or what brought you to CR England? So one of the guys that I used to work with, he was always cool to me, but he was in the shop and I was on the railroad, so. We only talked every, like, 10 minutes or so a day. He didn't like how the guys were over there, so he went to CR. And then he told me I should apply, so I applied. I did an interview. I left. I was like, yeah, that went terrible. And about three months or three months later, they called me, and they are like, we'll offer you a position. We know it's been three months. And I was like, I'll take it. And that's how I showed up. Well, so here you are, huh? Yeah. How do you like working on trucks? Uh, I I mean, uh, like at, where I'm at at CR, I like it because there's guys that are like strong, where they're cool. If I need help, they'll teach me. They have no problem like being helpful. And I'm actually learning, which will help me. Like as I age, I'm going to know more and be an actual mechanic. But before where I was at, I didn't like it because they were mean. 
Well, not mean. They were just assholes, and they refused to give me any kind of knowledge. Like I, I one time I made cookies for them, and they were like, "You're fucking weird," and that's kind of what made them not want to be around me anymore. <laughs> what? You're fucking like, weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to like, feed you guys. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice gesture. It's a snack. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right, Jake. Fuck them. Whoever doesn't eat your cookies, fuck them. That's why I'll fuck them. Those stupid yeah, bastards. Depends, <laughs> like, it, like, the kind of people you're around is going to help determine who you are. Yep. True that, man. True that. That's what my, my friend said when I started hanging around with these guys. That's uh, They smoked a lot of pot. They played, like, Grateful Dead kind of music. And my friend, just out of concern, he was like, oh, man, you're going to start smoking weed, aren't you? And I was already smoking weed. But no, I was like, not necessarily, <laughs> you know. But, hey, it's true. I hung out with those guys, and I just became the world's biggest pothead for the first two years of my, my second decade on the planet. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I turned out fine. I, I definitely think I smoked like way too much weed too early in my life. And uh, I disabled myself. Like I kind of reduced my ability to learn. How old did you, would you first smoke? Uh, fuck, that's it's kind of difficult to remember. Damn, like probably like. Like like five, you're taking bong rips and watching Marty? <laughs> Uh, no, no, it wasn't that early. I mean, it was like spotty experimentation at the age of 12, and that was just like on my own. But then I hit it hard when I was like, uh, well, like, like I said, in, in my, oh, I guess that would be third decade, because right, your, your 20s is your third decade of your life. Um, Right when I turned uh, 20, maybe it was 19, and I just smoked a shit ton, and uh, it affected it affected my whole life like really badly. That's when I that's when I feel like my competency and ability to uh, like comprehend things, ability to make cohesive, I guess lo logical deductions you know, in my life and, and make use of them. That's when that failed miserably for me all the time. And I feel like weed really hampered my, my ability to, to think clearly for a number of years. In a way, it really helped me, though, because I, was I've, I had always been really uptight until then. Like in my teens, up till I was 20, I was like kind of rigid. I was picky with food. And then I smoked weed, and then I was like, I dropped all that stuff, you know. So it's a double-edged sword. Now you eat other people's burritos in LA. Oh yeah, that's a true story. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think we, we definitely helped helped me become a, a more patient person, a more understanding person of uh, other people's mental states. Do you recommend uh, weed to Tibby in his young decades? 
Tim can do whatever he wants. Tim is already a fully formed person. I mean, uh, where is it at? Where is it at? I do have uh, two and a half joints sitting here. Yeah, see? Do you really? I, yeah, I do. So you you don't you don't smoke Tim or do you smoke? Very very rarely. Uh, I uh. I'll tell uh. <laughs> oh, he did smoke with me recently. Oh. Yeah, it's very rarely. Um. Yeah, me and a, a homie from work. Um. So my homie he lives at the Hesperia Airport, and mm-hmm. uh, right next door is a bar slash restaurant. Um, we got. Ucker there. So I'm there with my, <laughs> my homie. He he's my manager at work also. Um, uh-huh. and we're there and he's like, I just got off work and he's like, Hey man, you know, I know you were talking about wanting to go to the bar soon. You know, I'm available right now. And so I'm like literally driving down Main Street trying to go home. And I'm like, Fuck it. So I did a big ass U turn in the middle of the street and went down to his house and uh uh-huh. I think we were about two mugs in, and uh, James calls me. And he was just a uh, regular, like, hey, what are you doing about it? And, you know, simple shit. And I was like, well, I am kind of down the street from your house at the bar. And talked James into coming. So, mm-hmm. altogether, how many beers did uh, you drink, James? You had, like, three or four? Like, three big mugs. Three big mugs. I think me and my homie had, like, five. My homie said he was drinking Twisted Teas before I got there, too. Well, so we go back to his apartment, and they light up a blunt. And uh, they were passing it around, and then James kind of, like, lost track of whose turn it was and went to hand it to me, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I took a few hits off of that and was crossfaded as shit for about an hour. Didn't really know what was going on, but was competent enough to uh, make decisions, and that was that was good. First time I smoked with James in the uh, four years now, five years, three years. Oof, f- how long we've known each other? Yeah, I think it's been four years. Oh shit! At least, yeah, probably. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, well, technically, you you couldn't even buy cigarettes when I met you. So well, I don't really clearly remember this, but James James has a story where uh, I had him buy beer one time, and I thought I told him that obviously I couldn't buy it, but yeah, even knowing how weird it sounded to James, he still bought the beer. Yeah, and so he thought like I was like not telling him the whole truth about my age. Yeah, I I don't remember, but uh... that was right after they changed the smoking law, so you you needed cigarettes. Yeah. you were you were like nineteen or twenty, or you were twenty. You were just barely under the fucking age to legally drink and uh, cigarettes, but it's just bullshit because you know you're. You're legally a grown fucking man adult, but you can't yeah. fucking buy cigarettes. You know, so it's like, what the fuck? I can go to a strip club, but uh... you can't buy a pack of red. 
Yeah. You can be a simp, but you can't kill yourself on your own terms. I was allowed to deny my co-workers cookies, but still ate them. (laughs) (laughs) So through the podcast, I've been texting, uh, I don't know if you remember my buddy Doc. He was that crazy weird uh, UFO guy. What's up with that dude? And so he hit me, uh, I text him and he hit me back up like a few minutes later and then uh, marks about uh, 20 minutes since I've last texted him. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, you want to listen in or join up in the podcast and tell your UFO UFO stories? And I just think he doesn't want to be on the podcast, but he doesn't want to tell me. Well, I mean, vital. you know, it, uh, I've noticed this with a with a lot of people and their paranormal stories. Like a lot of people are guarded; they are very guarded. And I'm not sure if that maybe comes from uh, bad experiences or. But I mean, he knows we're friendly towards it, right? Oh yeah, more than. Yeah. I just don't know why he. It's like I start talking to him about the podcast, and then he just stops, kind of replying back and we've talked about it before yeah yeah so i don't know good pot because podcasts are lame yeah people act weird about it when you bring it up they do they do like oh you want to record me yeah that's the point (laughs) don't be scared (laughs) yeah don't be scared there's there's just it's an only fans thing it's gonna be fine you know what? What funny thing is is oh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. You know, ten years ago it was just a radio show. Yeah. Pe- people were talking shit about podcasts, though, man. Like, I remember, um, like early days of podcast. Uh, it was Howard Stern, and uh, podcasting was just starting up. And I forget what show it was, but he was on somebody else's show and he was like, these fucking podcasters, so dumb, such low production things. Nobody's going to listen, you know? And I mean, that was that. And that's surprising, too, because that guy was one of the biggest voices in radio. No, nobody, nobody thought it was going to catch on. Yeah. Yeah. Now look at podcasts now. Yeah. It's like the radio is tacky now, you know? Yeah, and, and a lack of a better way to say it, this is like more like the new kind of radio. Like, you know, I still listen to the radio every once in a while, but, uh, you know, out here in Victorville, you know, a lot of their stations are, they've got like three main stations, that's it. So I have um, an app that was made by a radio station out in Arizona that I used to listen to in the morning. And mm-hmm. uh, it's called the um, Fuck. I can't I remember it right now. Oh, that's a hell of a title. I know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, Holmberg in the morning. Um, and it's this guy named John Holmberg. And uh, really funny guy. Him and the few people that do it. Um, I could have a really, really, really shitty day at work. Tired as hell. And these guys would have me laughing. Like being here in the podcast on the way home. It would turn everything around. Like it, it was hilarious the shit they would talk about. Um, and 
the way they kind of did their radio show was like a podcast. Like, you know, it was just them having a conversation. It's just kind of like us here. Um, yeah. Yes, every once in a while I'll throw their shit on in the morning if I have time and just listen in. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And it's a place where you lived before. I like that. Yeah, that's what I kind of like about the podcast is, you know, even knowing I'm here recording it, um, once it gets dropped and I go to work and I'm in my, my car for a few hours a day, I'll throw the podcast on and listen to it and just laugh again. And mm-hmm. how funny some of the shit is. Mm-hmm. Especially towards what's the end of the podcast. So what's our, our guest's uh, opinion of a podcast before he was invited on here? Before he was presented this opportunity, like an opinion on podcasts in general, or this podcast specifically, legit propaganda. Um, I, I think it's pretty legit, but it's a lot of propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you, you know, you know. Yeah, that's a lot so of what about, what about you, podcasts in general? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know about the Yucca Man if it wasn't for legit propaganda. Hey, All right. we're All right. educational. Yeah. I was like, there's a young man? I could have been killed when I was out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Dude, I, I feel like, like, I feel like everybody should have a fucking podcast, dude. Everybody should have a podcast. Oh my God. Also, this is a tangent, but there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this sleep tracker that I've been looking into and uh sleep tracker what it is is essentially it's your phone listens to you while you sleep and using AI it detects what's happening so like it'll say well, I'm just looking at a screenshot of somebody's and it's hilarious it says you snored three times last night you farted four times last night <laughs> You talked one time last night. You oh, had a nightmare and it records you doing it. You had a nightmare four times last night. So this person farted as much as they had a nightmare. <laughs> like every nightmare they farted. <laughs> In their sleep. Scared him so yeah. much he shit himself. <laughs> yeah. As I say, like, you, you farted and then got morning wood. Oh. Oh. It, I don't think it records that, though. That's pretty important. Yeah, it's like your blood. I think it's just audio, <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless it has you wear the smartwatch. <laughs> your blood then, pressure then, dipped. Yeah, then it can record that information. All right. So what if what if your 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 partner, your husband, or your okay, gets um, nookie while your other partner's sleeping? Does your mm-hmm. sleep watch tell you that your husband banged you out while you were sleeping? I don't know. It's possible. I mean, you burned 100 calories laying on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's wild. Your that, boyfriend's a dirty bastard. He's a suspicious Jackson. Fuck that. <laughs> Gets pregnancy test. We haven't fucked in three months. Uh, not as long as you didn't know. 
I wonder how many smart watches they could track to Cook Island. What? What? Say that again. I didn't understand you. I said, I wonder how many smart watches or smart devices they could attract to Cook Island. Oh, mm. who knows? I, I just, I know I never wanted to wear a smartwatch because I felt, I felt a certain kind of, I felt a certain kind of uh, Zuckerberg vibe emanating from smartwatches. I, I kind of had the same feeling. Um, so when I worked for AutoZone. Um, a few people had the smartwatches, and I was just kind of like, well, I don't know why you wear them, because, you know, I feel like they would get in the way of, you know, trying to reach into a box, and it gets caught, or whatever. And I, I've never had one. Never saw the point. Well, I was like, whatever, you know what, I'm going to get one. It was on sale, got it for cheap, and I started wearing it. And then I started wearing it almost every day, like a regular watch. And it became handy, because it's like, in my pocket, you know, you're moving around, you're lifting, there's loud noises everywhere, you don't always hear your phone. And so it would vibrate on my wrist, and I'd always be able to see when I got a notification or a text message or, you know, someone tried calling me. Um, and then I was able to look at my steps, too. And it almost became a challenge for me to get more steps every day just because I had the watch on. Um, not saying that it's, like, a health factor, but... Yeah. It... It became this like this thing. Like I'd leave the house and I'd forget the watch, and I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot my watch," and I'd get kind of mad about it. But now I'm back and I'm working for Domino's, and obviously when I'm on the line making the pizzas and shit, I don't want to ruin the watch, so I just don't ever, I don't wear it ever. Yeah. No, it just sits I, on I, the charger. Yeah, I have one too, and uh, I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't wear it, and I, like I understand. Especially like running and stuff, like you, you get to track your route and you get to track your calories burned and your time. You can get all these metrics. And for some people, that's exciting, but it's like, I don't really give a shit, you know? <laughs> don't really give a shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're on your run and, you know, you're running, you don't want to try and pull your phone out and then you're trying to put your code in and it's kind of weird. You, know, mm -hmm. you just throw your wrist up real quick and you can see it. And then, you know, it, it makes things more accessible. Mm -hmm. would be the word but mm -hmm. does it really matter at the end of the day it's just another device that the phone company is trying to sell you you know yeah. the new apple 17,000 comes out and this apple watch 95 comes out and you're like oh i gotta have them both yeah yeah no thanks how about, how about jake are you uh iwanese you know on a, an eister or are you an android person um, I'm an Android person, but I want to be a iPhone person. Fucking iPhone suck. I fucking hate my work phone. <laughs> Maybe because I have a low quality one. Maybe because it's like an iPhone, you know, like you know, point five or whatever it is. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, Apple, somebody... I, I had Apple for uh, you know a year or two uh, back when the iPhone four was brand new, and. Uh, I just didn't like it. I've always liked Samsung better. Not saying that certain things are better than the other, but just accessibility. There's You can download any app you want. Um, it doesn't have to be Apple-approved. Um, because mm -hmm. if you've noticed, iPhone only has Apple-approved product. So some shit comes out, and 
Apple doesn't like it. You can't have it. Um, and just the way that their apps are sorted and some of their apps, it's just, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's hard to explain unless you've used it before. Samsung has always been um, more free, I guess you could say. I've always liked their camera quality better. It is true. It is true. And the the thing, too, that I realize about these devices, and it's get, it's getting closer uh, for all devices, like their ability to fulfill whoever's needs as they decide to give us the hardware that is, like, 20 years in the past already. Um, is that, like, they're capable of a lot more whereas i i noticed that with android phones before like you said the the cameras were really versatile like i thought they were better than iphone stuff always was you know and of course they're like half the price and it's still the case and um but now like this is the first iphone that i ever had and because I'm I'm like less inclined to be techie. I guess in other words like like mess with stuff. I stopped messing with computers. I felt like they were a waste of time for me anymore. And I just use it for very narrow purposes like recording audio or or taking just whatever pictures. I'm not a photographer. Like it's fine. The limited capability, uh the limited um accessibility to modifications with Apple products is like totally fine for me. Anybody else? So, what tab? What do you have? I have a uh, Samsung Galaxy S twenty one. Oh, I think that's what I have. I have the uh, like the mid grade one. So I or I think there's just the regular and then the ultra, and I have like the just the regular one. The ultra has like the hundred times zoom and. Mine has the 30 times. Dude, that shit is crazy. This guy had one. He focused on the moon and he zoomed in. Oh my god, that's gnarly. You you know what's crazy? We're talking about these phones that we have. These are just basic phones, right? Um, When our uh, latest version of planned obsolete rolled around on our uh, cell phone plan. Yeah. I'll stand in a line trying to figure out what I what I could afford, like literally, if like afford. And some of these phones you have to finance uh, now. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I don't understand. We have Metro, so uh okay. So I'm budgeting for a phone to replace uh, for the girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this little fucking crumb snatcher in front of me getting a new phone, and she's probably like ten. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> She mm-hmm. uh, walks up there and asks the the attendant if they had any. And uh, I had just at that time found out what the it's the 13 Max is the latest iPhone, right? Uh huh. Because my neighbor, uh, he's an elderly guy, and he left his phone on a charger at the hospital or the ER, so I had to go uh, pick him up a new uh, charger and shit. Yeah. So I'm standing in the line. Okay, that's why I was there. Okay. So I'm getting the charger for my for my neighbor. And uh, I had just recently bought a phone for the girlfriend. And like I said, we had to budget it. Well, this little girl was getting, she goes, oh, do you have uh, any iPhones, 13s? They go, no, we only have 12s. She goes, okay, that'll do. And then her parents, uh, 
were shuffling through uh, some like a couple of credit cards like in their wallet to try to figure out like what phone that they were gonna you know what card they were gonna charge that shit to yeah and they got it for, and she was telling her parents i just can't live without a phone i need my phone every day i don't know like yeah. it's funny how she was saying it but i was like wow this little girl got like a phone three times better than whatever the fuck i just bought that i had to you know struggle to buy yeah yeah but you 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 were you were budgeting right and they were just crediting they were just throwing that shit on credit my my credit what happened jake you know people say their pockets go deep or my credit goes deep yep that's true got a big limit my my credit is getting deep oh yeah that's good deeper in debt or better limit better limit so i was at like a 680 and so i did my taxes this uh this year got a little bit of money back uh, enough to pay my car insurance and my payment and that was pretty nice and then uh i was like you know what fuck it i'm on my bank site getting my account number and all that let me apply for a credit card again and so i've, I've got us bank and you know i was like fuck it let me try for their platinum card oh yeah, I got approved for a seven thousand dollar credit limit. Holy shit! Good. Fuck. Yeah, I I mean I have access to twenty five hundred right now, but after a few payments, they'll start bumping it up. And I was like, "Damn, okay." So my credit went down to a six six six. Oh, I'm fucked, boys. I'm fucked. Yep, you thought it was platinum, but it was fucking Chinesium. Yeah, it's straight Chinesium. My credit's going to zero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. It's like your credit... Yeah, that that whole game is so fucking infuriating. Like, like if you look on the... I, I subscribe also to the credit reporting agencies, right? The apps on the phone. So I got like Experian and TransUnion. And the TransUnion one, well, all of them are the same. They have the credit simulator on there. So you get to see the impact of changes, right, simulated on your credit score. And it's fucking hilarious because I like to fuck around with it sometimes. And I put, okay, let's see what my credit score would be like if I increased my credit limit to $50,000. And it goes up like like 20 or 30 points but then i check the box off because of course you have to apply for that right i check the box off where it's like uh simulate an inquiry into my credit report and then it shoots back down below like like it shoots like way the fuck down there and the whole thing is just this big shenanigans like it's just made to keep you spending money like a lot of money all the time and it encourages you and it tells you even uh, do not let your credit sit idle you know make sure to make charges and make payments otherwise your credit will dip that's what happened with me is i was sitting at um it was like a 635 and i i have my first credit card is a 500 dollars limit and uh-huh. so uh when i was out at autozone anything that i bought I just put it on the credit card, swipe, 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 and then I paid off with my check. Um, 
it's so that's I was building my credit fast. I went from like a zero to six hundred faster than shit. Um, yeah. And then when I came back out here, you know, Domino's doesn't pay as good as AutoZone does. Uh, so, you know, that credit card was kind of sitting kind of high for a while, like six months. And my credit was just kind of staying the same. It was getting like two points lower every month. So finally I got my taxes back and, um, you know, I'm starting to get some pretty decent checks and I'm, I'm working the second job now. So it's really helping out. And I paid off the entire credit card in one sitting, like 400 bucks. And my credit limit or my, uh, my credit score jumped up like 40 points. And that's when I got to that 680. And I was like, mm. damn, okay. Um, just by paying it all off at once for sit, just sitting there. And then I applied for the other one and then it dropped down 20, like 18 points or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, tonight I made two purchases with the card, went out to eat. Uh, with the family and bought a uh, a first aid kit. Out of all all the things at Walmart, I bought a first aid kit. That's probably like one of the best things you could buy at Walmart. Is it the one with the flares? No, it's uh, a two hundred and fifty piece Equate first aid kit. I always have one in my oh. car in my uh, my go bag. Uh, yeah, but over the years, I've used bits and pieces of it, and now it's just the a kit. There's no first aid in it anymore. So, <laughs> it's just a kit of some kind. <laughs> yeah. So I needed a new one. This one's got all the bells and whistles. And uh, I also have an IFAC. Did you, uh, Sammy, did you use all 180 band-aids out of the former kit? There's no band-aids in the old kit. There's no um, aspirin anymore. And what's funny about this one is it has non-aspirin tablets. It's just oh. astomifin, the liver failure king of all headache medicines mm-hmm. or pain relievers. Um, Is it a bullet? It's a liver. Astomifin, if you take too much of it, it basically kills your liver. Oh, acetomedifin. Yeah, acetomedifin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I call it astomifin. Yeah, same <laughs> shit. That's oh, what it I looks like to me. I understand. <laughs> um, let's see here. I got it in my hand. Uh, 65 antibacterial shear bandages. Uh, all kinds of bandages. I've got some tablets of the non-aspirin. Alcohol pads, antiseptic wipes, antibiotic ointment, burn cream, sting relief wipes, some applicators, some splints, gloves, Cold packs, a single metal tweezer, Ooh, and, yeah, yeah, some tape, uh, and a there, guide to use it. Pills in there? Um, no, but uh, it comes with a carrying case. Oh, that's nice. It's like a little mini lunchbox. Do you think that if uh, times got so, we'll just say rough and unbearable for your modern day Ellen DeGeneres family to, you know, survive. Do you think Walmart or Equate will ever have a suicide formula or a suicide kit available at your local Sam's Club? Uh, 
you have to be very clear about it. Um, are we talking like end game shit hits the fan? Your electricity turns off. The government is nothing but a group and uh, everyone is raving and pillaging or. No, I want to say you, you're still going to have all your big, maybe one or two box stores still open. You know, there's still some sort of utility where, you know, electricity is only on a couple hours a day. But, you know, when it's like, hey, honey, you need anything from the store? Yeah, grandma wants a suicide kit. Okay. You know. (laughs) (laughs) The answer to it is, okay, see you in a little bit. All right. Like a a happy-go-lucky EpiPen. You know, just stick it in the neck and click. uh, Probably. It probably would happen. If things got to that point. Um, All right, Since Jake's our uh, special guest, what do you call the happy suicide EpiPen? Now in a two-pack. Now in a (laughs) two-pack. The the forever sleep. You said forever (laughs) sleep? Yeah, forever sleep. sleep. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So good, you won't want to wake up. Yeah, Nyquil now with a hundred percent alcohol. <laughs> permanent uh, permanent effects may apply. May, may apply. Or is, yeah, Ny- yeah, Nyquil, but uh, the forever sleep formula. Yeah, the little right. grim grim reaper on the <laughs> with the happy face. <laughs> Don't worry about the cold or runny nose. You won't wake up. You'll never have to go through this shit again. All right. Now, what what formula would you take? Would you take like the Theraplu, like a nice little hot cup of tea? You know, do you just want a little cap and you know, like some Diametap, just quick and easy, some you know, grape uh, syrup, syrup. Quick and easy. Shouldn't have to work any harder than I already was. A supp- suppository. Go out with a smile. It has to taste good. <laughs> go out with a smile. <laughs> It would have to taste like cactus cooler or the equivalent of cactus cooler. It's got to be a really nice flavor. Yeah. You drop it nice. into, it's a little tablet. You drop it into your cactus cooler. It tastes like nothing. By the end of the can, you're feeling very sleepy. So much that you're passing out like me in the last uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Dude, you, you know what's crazy is like so so many I, I'm not even sure where you can get this stuff. Um I think it's definitely an ingredient in rat poison. Um but arsenic. People used to poison each other with arsenic all the fucking time, man. Isn't that and like they, a over the counter? Uh I'm not sure do. because of what it's been used for because of the danger that it poses, but I know you can get it. Um, by like not too uh, difficult avenues and it's odorless tasteless and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken I don't think it causes suffering like I think you literally just go to sleep but I could be all wrong about that too but yeah the forever sleep formula totally has to have arsenic 
imagine Johnson and Johnson's got to have some sort of formula, you know, uh, available or already thought of. Or that's Procter kind of scary. Gamble. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Maybe the. Well, I mean, uh, maybe they're gonna come out with the, with the life vaccine. Never oh, get well. life again. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Who was that lady that? Uh, oh man, I don't think you guys will be able to remember the news. Uh, it's, I think it just happens too often where these uh, ladies uh, drown their kids in the tub. Yeah, that happens too often. You know, Oprah gets canceled and, you know, oh shit, you know, drown the kids. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that there's not more uh, cases of, uh, I don't want to call it overdose, but over the years of people uh, just dosing up their kids, you know, go Mimi's. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, like, it, it's so gnarly be, being being in such a populous uh, world. And like, if you were, if there were some site, some aggregator site that just took murders, you know, stories about murders and police reports about murders and just published it constantly, I bet you that show would be going off every fucking second. For us, uh, especially if it included the whole world, you know, it's amazing how many people are fucking offing each other at any any given time. Yeah, there's lots of murders and uh, we'll just say accidents every every day, all day long. Yeah. on On top of on top of regular deaths, and that that just gets me thinking about this whole this whole thing with um. I was watching this uh, this one conspiracy lady, and uh, what's her name? De- Deborah Tavares. She's really interesting. I I like her because she shares a lot of my concerns with groundwater and with water delivery systems in the United States. And uh, but aside from that stuff, she goes like really w- way out there with her um, Agenda Twenty One paranoia. And Agenda Twenty One encompasses the ultimate plan for humanity by the by the controllers and that is to eliminate most of us from the planet so that so that the few privileged can have access to every single luxury imaginable without having to deal with too much of the i guess they would call us like like the machinery of it all you know like we're we're a part of the thing that makes it work but eventually the goal is for them to have us achieve a state of efficiency where we won't be needed perhaps. And so they'll like kill us off in mass. There has to be some sort of help, right? Mm -hmm. You know why they called Sparta the freest and the most unfree Siggy at the same time? Because the Spartans pretty much apart from training all the time they didn't really have to lift a finger like no chores but for every sigasing of sparga there was i believe four slaves that did everything yeah so the sigasins had everything as good as it could be 
but they had the most slaves in the world. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there all always has to be some sort of help unless everything's all automated. Like the movie uh Wally. Yep. But look at all the look at all the Alexes in their hover chairs. I mean, yeah. somebody's got to change the diaper or clean out the poop trap in the hover machine. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm always laughing, too, at that this anime, uh, Ergo Proxy, because in the anime, everybody, uh, like, humanity just does what humanity looks like they're, they're willing to do nowadays, where the nukes, the nukes fly, everything's decimated, and then you have a choice as a human and you are either born into a dome survival structure which of of which there are very few left on earth or you venture out into the wasteland and you live free in the wasteland with the people that can scrounge a living out there and the funny thing is like the people in the domes they're just kind of living this passe lifestyle, you know, not, nothing really happening ever. And their main job that, that is broadcast throughout the city on the intercom systems is just uh, create waste, do your part, make trash. What the fuck? Yeah, like that's just their job. You know, that's, human, that's the human's job inside of the paradise of the dome. Just make sure you make waste shit, crumple things up, do something. It's a Futurama episode like that, mm-hmm. where from our time, we didn't know what to do with our trash. So we put it in a giant ball and we shot it into space. <laughs> uh-huh. Now the giant ball is coming back to Earth. It's going to take out Earth. It's like four times the size <laughs> of Earth. So yeah. they're trying to, trying to solve the problem. So they say, you know what, everyone, just throw everything on the ground. Make more trash. So they make a bigger ball of trash mm-hmm. somehow. And they throw that ball of trash into the ball of trash that's coming. <laughs> they, they combine and become bigger. And it goes flying away. And they say, good, we'll never have to deal with that again. And the professor says, oh, no, it'll come back again in another thousand years. But we'll all be dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, man. That's the logic, dude. Like... Fucking Fukushima or James, how you were you were saying that they bury all that hazardous waste out there in the desert and the concrete bunkers and shit. Yeah. They uh you know they uh there's uh there was landfills on site at a couple of our facilities where they buried uh depending on the condition of some of the equipment when it comes back, they just bury it in the sand on base and then they just put gravel over it. Like big old layers of gravel. And they have these old uh, zones marked out, and nobody's supposed to go out there. But uh, yeah, there's old tanks out there, and you know these tanks are made out of all those uh, heavy metal, you know, the armor, you know, mm-hmm. that gets in the water. So if you ever want to know why there's high levels of fucking like chrome in the fucking water, like what? Because half of fucking Vietnam's uh, battle fleet was fucking buried right here in the desert. Really? In the yeah, it's it's interesting. There's uh, if uh, hmm, 
when we do our road trip i'll we'll take a quick uh little trip i'll show you the, the 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 gravel areas where they buried all the where the old dumps are right there just off the 40 that's fucking crazy man i believe it Speaking what else are you gonna of do the, uh, the road trip i'm uh trying to get saturday off trying trying just say hey yo i <laughs> my name is alex <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I'm going to go in tomorrow, and I'm just going to talk with Kevin and just be like, look, dude, uh, either I'm going to be really late, or you can just let me have the day off. Yeah. And he's not like, going to tell me no, because I'm the only person that comes in when he needs help. And he mm-hmm. owes me a solid, so. Oh, there you go. A solid. The other day, I had to go in and be the manager for about uh, four hours, because he couldn't make it in, so he oh, can't tell me no. If you yep. try saying no, just be like, I've seen your OnlyFans account. Yeah, I've seen your OnlyFans account. Don't tell me no. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So you, watch, you watch all the trashiest girls. Naked Smurf and noobs. <laughs> naked Smurf, Very naked man. Smurf. Yeah, but no, on a serious note, um, it's really hard to find reliable people to work nowadays. Like, yep. When I say I'm the only one that comes in when I'm called, it's true. Like, I'm literally the only person that will set what I'm doing down to come into work. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's, it's weird, dude. Like, I, I feel, I feel like even, even for mechanics, like the, the incentive of pay is still not enough to inspire people to do work anymore you know like i know for me it isn't but i i also have the wisdom to know that if i don't work well there's a whole lot of things that can happen and it's not just me that that depends on my on my income you know well yeah over there at domino's i only make 1550 but at the end yeah. of the day you got to think about it you get called in for an 8 hour shift mhm let's say i only make you know, on a good day with uh, good tips, like uh, let's say the day I, I I went in and helped them out. Yeah, I didn't make any tips for four hours. So for the other, I would say two and a half hours that I actually worked and was on the mm-hmm. clock, I only made you know maybe twenty thirty dollars in tips and mileage. That's still a hundred dollars that I didn't have at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, maybe a hundred dollars isn't worth it to you because you live at home with mommy, you don't pay no bills, but yeah, uh, you know, for the other people that I work with, for the example, um, that's still a hundred dollars you didn't have. That's a hundred dollars that goes towards my bills. That's the yeah. difference between making my bills and being broke and having a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and if you go to the strip club, you can make it rain. Very true of you dollar bills, y'all. Like, I make dollar bills all day long. I can make an OnlyFans girl really happy right now. Like, that's so funny, dude. This, I don't know, the, the strip club. I, I can't, I can't go into a strip club. I just can't. I'll take you, or or what, or because the money, yeah, just the, the money thing, like. 
you know, w- women talk about being objectified and like kind of get pissed for strip clubs existing, but then they support the strippers and all this fucking weird backhanded backwards bullshit. But anyway, yeah, like just the whole notion of like going in there and like, like I did go in there one time with my friend Brendan and uh, we're sitting next to this construction guy and he just had a fucking pile of money right next to him and he was already wasted. So he's buying us beers. We're like, wow. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I constructed the narrative in my head of like, wow, like this guy is like a really hard worker. You could tell by his skin, you know, uh, he's out in the elements all the time. And that's a big wad of money. He likely just got paid or something. And he's throwing all of his money away. All of it away. Just to have like a like one of the most fleeting good times that you could possibly have in a strip club. I just can't I can't do it. it pisses me off. I think of it like he's put he's putting their kids to college. Very true. Yeah. yeah. is gonna have a fatherless child that needs to go like, to college. Yes. Like you can kinda see the C section, so you know there's a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't go to strip clubs because it, it just seems like you'd be awkward with, you know, other guys. You know, you can't tell me that none of the guys that go to the strip club don't don't get hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to get hard at the strip club. You're not supposed to, but who says you didn't? <laughs> you there, you're like, wow, that stripper is really hot. Well. All the nasty things that. James would do to him. <laughs> That's why ever since I got a black eye, you know, or I gave the stripper a black eye, I'm not allowed back. Oh. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jacob? Uh, I used to go to strip clubs a lot. What I always thought was weird is some guys thought I was weird because, like, I'll get, like, a lap dance, and they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, uh, that's the whole point of being at a strip club, uh-huh. is to have the, have a big luscious ass on me, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh well, I just drink beer and watch them. I don't talk to them or touch them. And I'm kind of, I'll be like, uh, you know, you could just Google porn, like if you just want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the the beer it's like what seventeen dollars for one Bud Light. It's not Jesus worth it. Christ. Whoa. I haven't, yeah, like, I haven't been to a strip club because of that reason. Is like everything's going to be overly expensive. And then you still have to give dollars to the stripper. Yeah. Well, uh, and I've seen some guys show up dressed like they're rich, like all stoogie up, like they're James Bond. And sometimes the strippers, they'll be really nice to me. So they'll just like. They'll sing on me the whole time. They'll be like, here, you're, you got a lap dance. Everybody else is being lame. So they'll just sing on me and jiggle the whole time. And I'll be like, hey, he looks like he has money. So they'll go ask them if they want like a lap dance. And they'll say, no, we don't pay for anything. And they're like, okay, so you just came here to stand here? But they're dressed like they're James Bond. I don't know. My uh, Another reason why I don't go to strip clubs is uh, so I deliver for Domino's. When I met James, we were working at the same Domino's. This was before I went out to Arizona. 
um, in, in our delivery zone was uh, Peaches. Peach? Peach Strip? What, what's the name of that shit off of uh, I Avenue or whatever? Peaches? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The billboard one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's billboard, but it's not so billboard. Um, mm-hmm. So I delivered there about twice. And, you know, the the bouncer would stop you and they're like, what are you here for? And I'm like, well, I got a delivery for so-and-so. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, one second. So then they leave their post. And so I'm kind of peeking in from their little hallway in the beginning, trying to see what I could see. Can't see anything. Well, this the third time I came. And I was like, all right, you know, try my luck this time. The bartender's usually pretty, uh, not naked, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, pretty hot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just looking like, yeah, this is pretty cool for a delivery. Mm-hmm. Well, this 400 pound, guaranteed 400 pound. Goddamn the cat. Hold on one second. Goddamn cat's clawing on the carpet. It's already ripped it up. It's like 400 pound cat. She had a 400 pound cat. At least it had a bit of twenty pound cat Twitter legs. Oh. <laughs> no, there was, there was. So this four hundred pound butt ass naked, no clothes on her, black lady, saggier oh. than fuck tits, no ass, just fucking look like a. You ever seen people that make like the clay sculptures, and they got that little machine that spins and they're using their hand to make the pot? That's what she looked like. Uh-huh. Like a fucking just water clay. Water clay. <laughs> Scarred me for life. Never going back to peaches. Uh-huh. Just walked right past the entrance and I'm like, what the fuck? Did she offer you a jiggle dance? No, she didn't even look at me, but I swear that was oh god, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Did she offer to float for you? Because <laughs> like I'm just standing there and I'm holding the pizza and I'm just waiting for this stripper to come by, see if she's hot or not, you know, see if she's gonna tip me, you know. After I gotta go wash the cash because you don't know where it was, and then uh, yeah, that fucking beast just rolls by and I'm like, uh, like wanna throw up. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I didn't go back ever again. Because I always thought, like, damn, I'm going to go to the strip club. If it's a hot one, you know, she, you know she's going to get some dollars. Never been tipped more than, like, maybe 5 or $6. Not mm-hmm. worth it. But that experience, you saw what they have to offer at that place. Horrible. If you're into that, go ahead, go. But uh, if you want to be scarred for life and frightened on what strip clubs might actually look like on the inside, don't ever go. Oh man, there's this, there was the first strip club I think I ever went to was called Diamonds, in uh, I believe it was Fontana. That was the most ratchet fucking strip club imaginable, dude. It was awful. This girl, she was coming around. She smelled like ass. <laughs> it smelled so bad. She was just touching everybody, and it was like, oh, it was terrible. Me and my friends went right when we turned uh, eighteen. She put her fingers in your mouth. She's like, I like your tongue. Oh. <laughs> no, thank God. Thank God. I'd probably still uh I'd probably still have that disease. 
You want to sip a Herbalades? Yep. No. The girls at the Porn Expo liked your hair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, but they weren't even they weren't even forces. They they were stylists. They were yeah. legit. It's their job to like your hair, Jake. That's not fair. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but I'm bald, so. Oh. I, I just stood there awkwardly. I like I, I like your scalp. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels like, it feels like a snake. So slithery. Dude. Yeah, dude, that expo was so fun, man. It was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life. We didn't get to see Diaper Man though. He's usually there. Yeah, yeah thank goodness. You guys didn't see Diaper Man. I was so no. I was so disappointed. And he's like got the report. You know, I felt his presence though. I felt like he like he was there. He was just always on the opposite side of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He's he he's probably there at every one. Got him. Really. If he there, there's a story behind him, you know he's been to at least several. Yeah. 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 Because I've seen him in several. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucking brave, dude. But when you're seven foot tall, then you can do anything you want to, I guess. Like that. There was this big uh, wrestler in uh, Japan. I think he was. He was literally called Hard Gay. <laughs> and, dude, he was... Like, kind of... Yeah, he was a big <laughs> dude. And, like, he would just be out in the streets. And Japan's a pretty conservative place, you know? But he would just, like, just do all kinds of wacky-ass shit out there. And no one would do anything to him. The police, nothing. Because he's just fucking huge. You can't touch hard gay. He's just, he's too gay. He's too big. <laughs> hard oh, you gay. Did <laughs> you guys ever watch old school UFC when there was no gloves and everyone had a different style? They're just like, hey, in there, fight, see who wins. Yeah. Yeah, the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd, be, so they'd they, actually kill each other. They deemed uh, sumo as the worst martial art because two sumo wrestlers have fought in UFC. And both of them got knocked out in less than one minute. Mm-hmm. One fought a kickboxer, one fought a taekwondo guy, and they just lit them up with kicks. Yep. I mean, they they can't really move. Like, yeah, they they're like mountains of muscle, really, and fat. But uh, they can't move their head too well, I imagine, and their knees are shitty. I, I watched this video. I think it was on YouTube, and it was like what sumo wrestlers eat or some shit and they eat a mm-hmm. lot like they Hell make yeah. beasts every night yeah it's like a sumo club and it's like they all live together kind of like how the uh the monks you like live mm-hmm. and that's all they do is like they train eat and sleep every day mm-hmm. and it's just like you guys train to hug each other and push each other around like yeah. They have a special training where they actually they suck their testicles into their body. What? <laughs> yeah, really? sumo, sumo wrestlers, they, they suck their balls into their body, like when they wrestle. How the uh-huh. fuck do you do that? <laughs> I I don't know, but I, I prefer not to know. <laughs> special training. 
Is <laughs> somebody out there knows? And you know, Asia, I'm talking to you. You listen a lot. How do you suck your balls into your body? We have to know. Drop us an email. Fucking well, I'm guessing it goes something like Hodukin. <laughs> and then it's just like start talking like Michael Jackson. Hee <laughs> hee. Fucking comes in. That's crazy shit. I didn't know that. Jake has so much fucking weird knowledge, dude. You guys don't even know. <laughs> like I, I did, I, I didn't, I didn't know that Tom Morello from uh, Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine was a strip, oh, a stripper, at was, one point. What? Mm-hmm. Like a male stripper? Yeah. Dressed up like a bitch. I don't so know, dude. That's Jake, Jake is the holder of this information. So it's it's kind of funny. They uh, so Tom Morello, but before he was famous, him and his roommate they lived in an apartment, and they were like, "Hey, uh, well, his roommate was like, hey, we should get a hot tub." And Tom Morello's like, "We're fucking broke," and his roommate's like, "Let's just be strippers, man, for a couple months." And he's like, "All right." So they were strippers for like four months, and then they bought a hot tub and put it in the middle of the apartment. That's wild. Yeah, there's That's a picture dedication. of wearing like uh, leather pants or something, and he's got no shirt on. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. I gotta say, Tom Morello, he—I don't want to say he's like one of the best, but for the style of of guitar that he does, where he uses the car, the, the guitar against himself, like itself, he's pretty good, dude. Like, there was a video that I think it was Live Nation did. Um, on YouTube of just him just fucking shredding, dude. and It's insane what he can do with the guitar. Yeah, he's like... He's just awesome at exploiting all of the weird like feedback mechanisms yeah. that yeah, you can feedback. do. You know? And, well, he's just awesome at everything. He just does weird shit with the guitar all the time. I know, like, he fucking unplugs the amp and then starts using the amp uh, plug as the fucking pick and it's like making crazy just sounds and shit it's fucking it's wild mm-hmm. yeah he's he's really good at that and he's confident as fuck so you know that's like half the battle right there you just gotta experiment I remember when I was younger I was like what kind of whammy bar is he using I didn't know he was pulling the plug out at the time <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're like, wow, that sounds kind of cool. I want yeah, his I pedals. That. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's good. Let me see. I, I always, I always love David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. I just, yeah, I, I, I lo- too, love that big, drawn out blues jam sound. Man, it's so good, I, so fucking satisfying. Forever, absolutely love the one of the ending solos to "Comfortably Numb." Oh yeah, that's it's, one of the best solos. Yeah, it's so prolonged and it's it's not super fast or heavy. It's just slow and melodical, and it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Let's see who who else is a great guitarist. Um, this dude from uh, Chick Corea, I can't remember his name. Chick Corea is kind of like a little bit much for me to listen to all the time, but whenever I do listen to it. 
I just listened to, uh, I guess, like the late latest late, uh, main guitar player. Um, man, that guy, that guy's just he talk. He it's like he's talking shit through jazz. I don't know how else to explain it. He's just amazing. He's so so expressive. I like that guy, but all right, boys. Well, I'm kind of fading out a little bit here, so I think I'm gonna call it a night. Yeah, we are sitting at two hours. Right on. All right, Jake. Well, hopefully, hopefully you had a good time with us. Uh, hopefully, we can all uh, partake in some of your your rich knowledge of strange shit and history, because uh, Jake also knows quite a lot about world history and. Definitely, it's a lot of a lot of random shit. Yeah, Jake, if you're up to it, you know, let's have you next week, and we'll have you talk a lot more. Oh yeah, I could I could talk a, like endless. I was I was the I was the kid in class where they're like, Jake, shut up. Okay, you're gonna sit side by side with me, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna talk louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely uh, nice having you on the podcast, and uh, you had some nice subjects to talk about. Nice to meet you, Jake. Nice to meet you, Kat. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want pizza now. Because uh, <laughs> pizza up. Pizza, I can never, like, if I'm like, man, do I, I want to eat some pizza right now? I can never eat it. It's just random. Where I'm like, damn, pizza sounds good right now. Dude, I did the I same thing. Suck, but I love Pizza Hut. I got the New Yorker and it sucked. All right, guys, I'm going to crash out. I got work tomorrow. All right, bud. See you. Later, guys. Later. All right, guys. All right, well, we had special guest uh, Jake. Uh, We went over a few uh, interesting topics. Uh, We'll make sure to add the uh, email and the link to the Discord again uh, in the description of this recording. Um, do you guys have anything interesting to talk about or, you know, maybe even you just want to shout out you're in from one of those crazy countries, let us know and we'll be sure to talk about it. And, you know, it's nice that we have, um, a lot of viewership from, you know, not only California throughout the States, um, we're international and, and that's, what's very bewildering is we started this thinking that maybe our friends would listen to it and maybe our friends' friends would listen to it. We're literally in every country in uh, the on earth. And that's, a, that's what's super cool about it. Um, you guys want to donate? You can. You can do that. You know, we're not going to uh, beat a dead horse. You know, we're interested in you know um, expanding, uh, but it's expensive. Um, but we're not all. We're not going to just sit here and, and beg you guys for money either. We're not receiving any sort of income from this. We're just doing it out of the uh, the, the pure fun that uh, we're having. Um, yeah 
from Legit Propaganda. We'd like to thank you guys. And until next time, you guys stay legit.